1: We always forget what we're talking about must be the wine i will earn
0: that money back and destroy him dude if your internet's gonna be boo-boo this entire time
1: i'm gonna be mad howdy welcome to the show we are finally starting after 15 minutes of making (laughs) sure that our tech settings were good to go um and a potty break in there dude i got one of these like i'm like a basic i was i can't say the word but like i got the whole (laughs) basic content creator starter kit with like the Stanley cup thing. And now I drink uh, like three gallons of water a day and have to pee every well, five that's great. Minutes. I just see, I shouldn't be doing this, but I've just got this, like,
0: I should have like Getty. a, like a larger, but this is just perfect. And it matches my hat,
1: my shirt, this, yes. everything is this color of blue. Yeah. Uh, it looks design, like there's, it looks like there's two silver floating rings. Um, because yeah. you, you have office camouflage. I do. I do oh. to see blue screens. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're a floating beard <laughs> Your beard is, is hovering. Oh God, among tennis shoes. Uh, real quick.
0: I got the, I, I know we're going to talk about SEO today. Yeah. I went to the, I went to the barber shop and I, I got my beard. Barber shop. I had never done like a full blown barber shop mm. experience before I say full blown. Cause I have a shaved head now, but like I did the half blown you know, the the beard. And that was a top 10 experience in my life. God phone, what are you doing? Um, so that was, high. I highly recommend it for anybody that's like wanting to get their beard trimmed or just anything, but the hot towels, like I almost
1: fell asleep in the chair. It's like hot towels. and The The old man barbershops are the best. It's such a great experience. Like it's, You know, there was a, before we moved down from Fort Worth, the only reason I didn't do this was because we were moving and it's an, it was an annual thing. Um, But they had, there there are certain like barbershops, especially like these chains, like the boardroom, for example. Yeah. It's like you go in and you get a beer or you pour a whiskey and there's a pool table while you wait. And then you get the whole thing. Um, But you can do the membership where you can come as often as you want up to once a week. Um, Yeah and, and you can get the whole thing. And that was like, that's on, I can't get it now, but that I almost did it. And I almost did it even though I wasn't going to get to use the full year because I love, I love going to the, to the barbershop. Um, when we were, when I was in the core, you know, we had to get haircuts like every week. And I loved that. Like we were required to, but I was like, this is the best. And so if I could do that, where you could go in and they used to do it. Like they would actually like do the whole thing and you'd get the shave. Not that I have a beard to take care of, but you'd get the shave, you'd get the the, the hot towel on the neck um, and they would do the the shampoo, which is like a head massage. Like that to me, like that's like the dude massage is going to. Now that was a little different than a barbershop. Like if you go to the old man barbershop, they're not shampooing your head and massaging your head. Yeah. But the the hot towel and the hot shaving cream
0: we yeah and uh unfortunately I didn't click record until halfway through your your speech there so what we oh, are man. talking about <laughs> like I forgot I had to hit record no BS uh but what we're talking about is I went and got my beard trimmed at a at a legit barbershop and it was fantastic hot towel all the stuff the lady like put me to sleep she massaged my scalp which I was not expecting that was a yeah. little really weird uh but it feels wow, good though man Felt great. Dude, and then I did they did one the cold time, towel at the
1: end to seal it Did all they up. do the like hand wax thing?
0: No, I didn't do I, I could have gotten that. Um, but I was I didn't know what they had somebody, it was like they have a menu. This yeah. place was called a gents place. A gents okay, it's the same kind of thing as Dallas. Yeah. yeah, it's like basically like I've never been to boardroom, but my dad went there and he said it was basically the same. But yeah, they used to go in, they give you a whiskey, hmm. um, and they were like, You want this, you want this, you want this? And I was like, Okay, well like what do you do for like bald guys with beards <laughs> like what is it and they're like this is the thing you should do and i was like okay so but i know that there's way way more um, yeah but man she, Sean, it's great she almost-
1: Oh, fantastic! I did the I did the hand wax thing. It was like for free. It's like I got like a Groupon or something, and like went there the first time I tried it. And they do put your hands. They put your hands in like this like wax stuff. I don't remember what it was. And then it was like you pull it out, and you just have like clear goop like all on your hands. And then it like they crack it, peel it off, and then they're like massaging your arm, and then your hands feel like. Weirdly smooth, like for a week after that. It, I have no idea what the purpose is it of it was, skin but it felt cool.
0: Are you, dude? Are you hairless on your arms after that? Is it like no that kind of
1: a? Oh, okay, okay. No, so I don't. Like I that. don't actually know what the purpose of it was. It was like this was like four years ago. Oh, okay, okay. But I just remember it felt cool. Okay. I never did that part again though. So, yeah. Um, but dude, we go, I go to, you know, uh, we got a barbershop in town. I take the boys there and it's cool. It's like all old rock and roll memorabilia, like looks like a traditional yeah. barbershop. It's just a bunch of old dudes that have like the the massive beards. I'm super jealous of, you know? Yeah. Um. I love it. Yeah. And they do the hot towel and everything. It's great. Yeah. I don't even remember why I started talking about that, but it's just, I don't know uh you asked me how things are going
0: and I don't know for some reason that's the thing that popped up in my head but yeah, yeah. anyway well, treat you so you
1: you wanted to talk about search
0: engine optimization
1: well you know like last episode you were talking to me about the TikTok stuff I was telling you yeah. kind of what I was seeing what was happening there um so that's been it's been really interesting the last couple of weeks and then but prior to that I had asked you some stuff about SEO and you gave me like a 2 minute spiel which was awesome yeah um i don't know what to do with that yet necessarily but um we talked about it and so in the last episode we were like hey let's let's dive into that so i don't remember what the question was specifically but i think you were talking about your process of how you go and kind of find keywords and think about your desired outcome and how you reverse engineer it. And I know one of the things that you said was like, you're actually starting bottom of funnel and working your way. And, and so um, I'm, I'm just yeah. going to butcher it. So I guess like, let's dive in, yeah. into like, if somebody's trying to, this is just general SEO. I know you're coming from a Google perspective, but I think that this advice is great for, for it probably be great for YouTube or Pinterest or not, you know, TikTok yeah. SEO is still kind of developing, but, I think it's just a good practice for developing content in general if you have like a purpose to your content like that you want to drive people to an end destination so yeah
0: well i think yeah it's definitely like when we talked about this and i can't remember exactly what your question was because it's more youtube centric um you know i i focus on a lot of google seo um You know, but I I think that really what it comes down to like, this isn't even an SEO thing. Like I think SEO is such a massive topic and I don't know, everybody says Google's dying and YouTube, everything like AI and all that stuff. But like what it comes down to is like, just understanding, I think your like what, if you have a product, like understanding what your customer is thinking about, or actually what your customer might be thinking about. And if you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like, what should I create content around or what should I you know, what keywords should I find or whatever? Like, I think just understanding and really doing it just, it doesn't even have to be a deep dive, but really just thinking about like, what are the kinds of questions and kind of things that somebody that wa- might want to buy this product, like what would they be asking or thinking about? And so like, I do like to start, you know, we talk about top of funnel and bottom of funnel. Um, you know, there's like the classic marketing funnel and i think every like online marketer anybody just sells anything should understand this stuff but like the classic funnel is like awareness at the top people are problem aware and then interest and then consideration and then intent intent and then evaluation and then purchase you know so like there's this kind of like you know people go into the top of funnel and it's like you know they're just kind of problem aware they're just like thinking about something and basically it just comes down to like are they as they move down the funnel they're becoming serious buyers And that, you know, at the bottom of the funnel, they're, they're going, I either want to buy this thing or I want to buy this thing. Which one do I want to buy? It's not a question of if if they should do it or, you know, how it will help them. It's more just like, I'm going to buy which one. So like, I like to start at the bottom and just kind of like conceptually work up because it makes more sense to me. I don't know if that's what you should think about it. But to me, it's like, if I have a product
1: and maybe we just make up a product. Um, well, you, I mean, you had, the way you would phrase it to me was like, you figure out the whole spectrum of the questions from start yeah. to finish on that journey. And then you like to start with the last question that before the sale, because yeah. that can lead to sales, which really, I guess that surprised me. I was thinking you would go more for like the, the land grab, like, like the bigger spot and work your way down because yeah. it would get you more traffic. But, but it, it makes sense. Like you want to you'd want to make money. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so uh, from an SEO and this is
0: like, there's two parts to this from an SEO perspective. And I think this is probably the same on YouTube. It's like the, those questions, those like high intent, you know, buyer type questions typically don't have a lot of volume on them and don't have a lot of competition on them. Like everybody tends to like go for, you know, if you're using any of these search like tools, uh, ARAFs or, you know, whatever, um, they, people are like i want to get the most traffic possible and what i've kind of found over the years is like traffic is great but buyers obviously are way way better <laughs> and like conversions are way better so like the way that i like to think about it is like what is the the what are the burning questions that somebody's asking right before they buy something and let's target that first cuz usually it's like there's almost no competition on it because mm-hmm. people don't want to target it cuz they're like i don't want to waste my time trying to target something that has a thousand searches or less per month, but it's like, that's where the gold is. I, I feel like, and, and I think it's the same thing just with your marketing in general. Like the gold is like, you're solving the problem. Right. So like, you know, that's where I like to start. Cause it just it makes sense to me to like build the, it's like building a case, you know, like you're, you're a lawyer or yeah. you're building a case for why they should buy the product. And so it's like, you know, I, I like to target that. If somebody wants to buy a I don't know if somebody wants to buy like an ice cream machine, I'm just going to make this up. Um, you know, if they're buying an ice cream machine, like what are the questions that a person would ask about right before they buy? And typically it's going to be something like, should I buy this ice cream machine or this kind of ice cream machine? Or how much, and this might even be a little bit further up, but like how much does this cost? Or can I get a discount for or like coupon codes for that? Sure. You know, it's like for this ice cream machine, mm-hmm. like those are the things people like right before they pull the trigger, they're going to be thinking about that. And so like, I like to sit, sit down and think about all the questions that are relevant at that level. So it could be, you know, you know, super ice cream machine versus I don't know, ultra ice cream machine, um, or it might be three of them, you know, together. It's just like all those variations and the comparisons that we've, we've seen the comparison keywords tend to convert really, really well. Um, Cause that's high, high intent traffic. Um, it's also the things like, you know, they're at the checkout cart and they're trying to get a discount or they're um you know just all those questions so I I brainstorm that and then I start going more vague from there and start building out a strategy beyond that so then it's like okay well before somebody gets to you know which ice cream machine am I going to buy they're thinking about things like do I need an ice cream machine or you know, what kind of ice cream can I make with an ice cream machine? This might be a terrible example using an ice cream machine. Well, I um, was gonna say,
1: can you is there like a I don't know that it's a terrible example, but it's just a weird I, one. I, I have, have a hard time taking that comparison and applying it to something more like coaching or a service. Like if oh, you're sure, sure. And if you're like in the online space and you're a creator or you know you're you are putting out content, then you probably have A digital product, or you're a coach, or you have Mm. a freelance service, like you're an agency like myself, or something like that. Like, what I guess I have a harder time seeing, like, what is that specific thing? Because is it just like, should I hire an agency to run my Facebook ads? Like, it feels really weird to make a video where it's like, you should 100% hire somebody to run your Facebook ads for you to scale your business. And I'm right. the person, you know, so like, but that would be more like pros and cons. Like, I, so I, if, okay. let's say if we just take that, like it's, you know, you're selling what just Facebook ad services. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, you don't have, that's if you're using me as an example, you know, but sure.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't know. They'll we'll just kind of work through what I think I would do. So Facebook ad services, like the, what would be the question like right before they're going to, to work with you or, or someone else. And, and that's really what it comes down to. Like they don't know usually who they're exactly going to work through work with. So it would be something like at the very bottom of that funnel, it would be like red dirt services review. I feel like, and I'm not like, giving, I'm just doing this on the fly. So I might, some of this might be yeah. like a little bit off, but like if they, if they've zeroed in on you, And they're like i want to work with this person but i want to check out some reviews first like you know those typically do really well like red dirt services review but then like a step above that would be like you versus another company red dirt versus you know i don't know some other company um yeah so it's like so like they're just they're deciding between you or someone else but i kind of almost put like those are almost at the same level where it's like, they're, they're really just like, they're, they're about to make that purchasing decision they're about to book a call with you. And they're trying to figure out, like, they're trying to learn more about you, the product, you versus other products. Like it kind of gets to me, like you can break it down into smaller chunks, but that's, those are the types of questions that they're going to be kind of thinking. And, um, you know, and then when you start to kind of move up from that, then it's going to be like, I don't know, like Like you said the pros and cons of like hiring somebody yeah, like, you know, should I hire a Facebook ad service? Um, you know, how much do Facebook ads cost? Um, what, you know, how much does it cost to hire an ad agency? Um, you know, how do ad services work? Things like that, where it's like, they they know like, okay, I'm I'm really interested in hiring an ad service, but I don't sure. know like which one or what, but I just want to learn more about it. So those aren't high intent people. Those are kind of like mid intent. Like they're probably going to go with, you know, a Facebook ad service, they might still be looking at things like Facebook ads versus Google ads or something like that, where they're kind of still trying to decide like, you know, our Facebook ads. The Yeah. yeah. And then like, you know, if we're going to go just very broad here, like at the very kind of top levels, they're going to be thinking about like, how do I run ads for my business or how do I grow my business? What are the best ways to grow a business in 2023? Um, You know, stuff like that, where it's like, they're not they're just at the very beginning, the idea stage of like, okay, I really want to grow my business. Should, what should I do? How do I do it? Um, and so, like, you know, that's kind of how it, it works. Like, people funnel down from that, but like, people, you know, how to grow my business in 2023. And I, don't, I haven't looked at the keyword research on this, but that probably, how to grow my online business or how to grow my business with ads, even if we're going to go to a level kind of deeper than that, that probably has way more volume than something like, red dirt services versus whatever. But if you start at that bottom level of the funnel and you start creating content around that first, then all you're doing is scooping up people that are already super high aware, super high intent, you know, and those are like, maybe there's 20 people searching per month month for that or less, but you know that those people, if they get on a call with you are going to be very interested. Like they're going to be, they're going to be like, they've thought about this a lot. They really understand what's going on. They found out about you through word of mouth or whatever. And they're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna potentially work with this guy. I just want to make sure it's a good fit. That's the person you want to call with you. What you don't want is person that's googling something like or or searching on YouTube and they're they're like, how do I grow my business? <laughs> like, because then, and all of a sudden, like you get on a call with that person, you're not just telling them you're you're having to sell them on the idea of running ads to, to sure. grow the business, the idea of running Facebook ads specifically, the idea of paying a retainer for those services the idea of working with you instead of somebody else when they haven't done any research on all the other people. So like, that's, that sales call is not going to go well, but you know, the person that's like, I'm just choosing between you and this other company, or I've seen a lot about you. I just want to know more about you before I pull the trigger. Like, that's who you want. So that's the way I think about this stuff. It's just like, you're just asking questions and you're just trying to put yourself in the, the buyer's mindset. Like, And then you build, to me, you build up because like those lower volume keywords aren't going to have any competition. You know, you're going to rank really well. You're going to scoop up the people that are just buyers right away. And then it becomes a game of like, okay, I want to get more people that are like that. So how can I move them through that funnel? So that's the way I think about it. Now, some content marketer might come along and be like, that's a dumb way to do it. You should start at the top of the funnel and you should just do like very basic awareness content and all that. But it's like, okay. But that takes a long time. <laughs> you know, like I'd yeah. rather get some people on the, on, I'd rather have less good leads on a call. I'm sorry. I'd rather have less leads. Less on a call leads. are awesome. Yeah. Versus tons of crappy leads that have no idea. Cause that's demoralizing. Like, you know, you sure. could you know, um, and then, so that's just the way, I don't know. I don't know if that's, that's probably not as crisp of an example as I gave you the other day, but like, I do think if it bottom up, I, I think you can do it either way. I think it's more just like to me i want to i want to make the money faster <laughs> so yeah. how do i how do i do that so like anytime i'm looking at selling something via via google or or really anything it's like what is the what's is, what is the last thing before somebody purchases like what are they thinking about and let's let's target that because it's going to take yeah. us a while to rank on it anyway um so let's target that and then once we've done that let's move on to this other kind of like lesser you know, higher volume things that are going to take email marketing and text messaging. And like, if somebody comes in, like a good example, you know, I don't want to go all the way into the details of, of what we do, but like, if somebody's looking for side hustles, or if they're actually, if somebody's just looking for a way to make money and, you know, Facebook, actually I can use like Facebook side hustles is a good example of this. Like if somebody searches for how to make an extra thousand dollars a month, like that's a, not a high intent person. Like th- you can't just slap Facebook side hustle in front of that person. And they're going to just buy it. I mean, you might get a couple that do it like that, but like, sure. they're, they're just like, how do I make extra money? Like, I, Like, I need to make extra money. What are all the different ways to do it? That person might be interested in flipping items on eBay that that person might be interested in like taking online surveys. Like, so you're going to get a lot of volume, but like, you're not going to get The super high intent people but then if you get somebody that's looking at something like you know best facebook ads course or you know facebook ad or facebook side hustle review like that person knows like i want to do ad management i just want to figure out the best way to do it so it's like i'd rather target that first there's not gonna be any there's not gonna be a ton of competition on it and the people that come in are gonna be like ready to buy you know so that just makes more sense to me from a timeline perspective you can, I feel like you can always build out and get more people on the top of the funnel. But the thing that happens when you get people on the top of the funnel is like, you know, especially with Google, like they might come in and hit one of your like very low intent, high volume, you know, just kind of top level awareness pages that you've built. And it's like, they're going to bounce most likely. They're going to just scroll and bounce because that's all they do. They scroll and bounce, scroll and bounce, scroll and bounce. So then it's a game of like, Trying to get them on your email list, trying to get them to opt in for a lead magnet. And then you're going to have to nurture that head. person yeah. and and all of that. And it's like, you can start there for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, you're taking the longest possible path to money that way and yeah. the most complicated path versus taking the fastest path. Maybe it's not a ton of money because it's not a ton of volume, but the fastest path to money. And then all of a sudden you can start taking that money and investing in more content and more email and more you know, nurturing yeah. more SMS. Like that's just the way that I, I, I think about it. So
1: I don't know. It's, I, I just, it's, I, I, it's very interesting because it's so different than like paid, you know, like yeah. you're, you're talking about like, Hey, nobody goes after the specific stuff, the bottom of the mm-hmm. funnel stuff. Whereas like when I think about paid traffic, everybody goes for the 5% of people that are ready to buy today. And you're, there's so much competition there and it's, it becomes so expensive. And so one of the things we always try to tell people is like, we want to get those people, but we want to do it in a way that we is more affordable and where we can capture other people and then nurture them, you know? And so like the example that I always give is like fitness, cause everyone can relate to it. Like there's, you want to get the people that are ready to hire a fitness coach to help them lose weight but everybody's going after those people. And so if you can get those people in a way that also gets the people at different stages of the journey, and you can just be providing value and building trust with them, then when they get to that, you're helping them get to that point long-term, then you're going to be even more profitable. And so it's like, can we make the ads profitable with those people? But in doing that, get a bunch of the other people. Like, can we get the person that's like, I need to lose weight, but my wife decided to order pizza tonight. So I'm going to eat half of a large pizza on my own. Cause I don't have that self-control yet or that desire, yeah. you know, can I get, you know, where it's like, you're trying, but it's not working or you're trying. And then you fell off. Like you get those people on the journey and you help them go from, I need to lose weight, but I don't want to try to, yeah. okay. I'm trying, but I don't know what to do. Okay. I know what to do, but I can't stick to it too. I need somebody, you know? So it's, it's interesting because it's almost the opposite problem. yeah it is you know and this is where everybody I think gets into like
0: you know if you talk to people that are like SEOs like they're really they're just hardcore Google I'm not like loyal to really any any of these platforms I don't care about mm-hmm. this to me it's just they are just tools to like get people to the products sure. that can help them you know but like Google people typically say something like the traffic's just so the quality is just so much better over a Facebook, like Facebook takes a lot of flack, I think for like having quote unquote low quality traffic, but it's not, to me, it's not even that. It's just like, you just have the ability with Google to target people at their intent level. So if they're super high intent, yeah. you can target them If they and very specifically target them because you know what they're searching for, you've sure. done that, you know, but it's harder to do volume. There's so much more competition. You can't just turn it on, it takes forever. Um, you know, and then Facebook, you know, obviously, you're, you're targeting people that are usually not even problem aware, or they might be problem aware, but it's like the copy does a lot of the filtering and the landing pages and all that stuff. What I think is like, what I've found to be very successful so far is the the combination of like, let's build out really high quality or, you know, I said quality, but high intent traffic in Google. And then let's use that traffic to fuel our lookalike audiences and retargeting for the Facebook side of things. Because then it's like, you know, I I can leave out all of this all the people that are like not anywhere close to making a buying decision. Sure. And then I can just really like flesh out the, you know, maybe it's lower volume and you do need volume for Facebook for these lookalike audiences and stuff. But like if you build out enough low volume search of high intent buyers around a certain topic, then you have enough volume that you can then take to Facebook. Those look
1: likes become really
0: powerful. And Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden you've got quality lookalike audiences of high intent people and then you can you can you know just keep kind of like you're just targeting like the best people yeah. um, and that's where in it you know retargeting and doing prospecting you know it's like you can use use that as your base for just straight up retargeting and get people to buy that have been to the, your your page on your site that came from some super high intent google search like you're they then they jump off to facebook or instagram and you're hitting them again right and then also you're doing just kind of like top level prospecting for your funnel based on those audiences as well. And you can mix it up. Like you have to kind of blend them a little bit and everything. But like, to me, that makes the most sense. It takes a long time to build that out, but I don't think a lot of people do.
1: I don't think enough people do that. I think us working together has caused us to kind of blend these almost two worlds (laughs) um, to our benefit because really you there's it's amazing like it's almost like the paid traffic and the organic traffic worlds are like totally different or the content creator versus like the coach or like the product creator worlds are like different and you need both skills but they're they're really good at one side of the coin and it's like that I mean the the when I work with a coach that's running pay traffic, the ones that are most successful are the ones that have spent the most money and we can create the best lookalike audiences. And it just becomes this like thing. And the people that scale the fastest, it's because they kind of take a chance and they push it and they're able to build up that base audience and we can get to those lookalikes sooner. And then it it just snowballs. And the people that play small and they stay there and they're afraid to take a chance, they never get out of that zone. They never get that traction. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's interesting. So to me, like, uh, just to kind of take what you had said earlier about the content, I'm gonna try and like this is how I pictured it, and you can tell me if this seems right or not. But maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe it's another key point. So it's kind of like we have people are like, I have a problem, and they're looking for a solution. So there's like the problem aware. Here's potential solutions, and then you have your personal solution to the problem like that's your product and so it's almost like you're selling them on the method first so it's like you have this problem these are potential solutions this is my preferred solution you're selling them on the method and once you've sold them on the method then you're selling them on you um and I think about I think one of the best examples I've heard um and this is actually just for sales like we talk about when you get people on a call you're before the call it's all about the method and then at the call is about your service your solution and the best example i've ever heard of that is like click funnels russell brunson is not until you're go making a purchase he's never selling you click funnels he's selling you the idea that you need a funnel and you need a funnel builder and then once you've decided you need a funnel builder he's selling you click funnels so it's almost like you're Here's the problem. Here's the solution. Sell them on whatever the method is. So, like yeah. for you, like if you were trying to sell people into SEO stuff, you're like, look, here's all the different ways. And like I'm recommending Google, and specifically, I'm recommending going after the high intent stuff first. And like that method makes a lot of sense. I want to do that. Okay, here's my high intent SEO course. Yeah, like that would be almost like the journey. And then so you would start with the the people searching about high intent stuff. And then yeah. you would go to here's all the different ways you can do it on google the different strategies pros and you know cons or whatever mm-hmm. and then here's the different platforms you can use to get the search traffic yeah. and then the problem is like i want search traffic or i don't have yeah. search traffic or whatever is that yeah i, I think that's
0: a, a good characterization i and i think the thing that people i be and i know this because i did this but i see it all the time like i think where people screw this up with seo and especially with like content marketing and blogging and stuff like that and, and Google and even the YouTube side, like they're trying to figure out like keyword density and keyword, I don't know, volume and all that kind of stuff. Like they don't, I think everybody leaves out the intent piece. Like the the intent piece is the massive piece of the puzzle. But a lot of people start with just like they're desperate for some kind of traffic. And so like people are like, because the advice of like go after low volume keywords or long tail keywords, like that's been around forever. But what you see is then people, I mean, I see this in huge blogs all the time. Um, they go after these long tail keywords and these like very, very low volume things that they can rank on that have nothing to do with anything that they're selling. Like, a, you know, there's a massive, well, I'm going to say massive. There's a bunch of personal finance bloggers that go after free stickers and, and things like that, which that's actually a high volume, but it's, a, it's kind of a, a relevant example to this, where it's like the traffic's there, the opportunities there so they go for it but then they get this traffic to their site and there's nothing they can do with it you can't build a look-alike audience you can't sell that person into some kind of investing product like you can't do sure. anything with them and maybe sure you're making money on like display ads and stuff like that but it's not going to get you to the the it's not going to help you scale like a multi-seven figure company on that kind of traffic like right. you know so and so like but you see like newer bloggers like or just newer content creators in general like they'll go after like either something that's high volume that has, that they just are like, oh, I can rank for that. And it has nothing to do with anything that they sell or want to sell, or they'll go after something super low volume with no competition that doesn't have good intent. It's just something that people don't yeah. really Google very much. And it's, it doesn't matter very much, but they're just doing it to rank for something and get some people on their website. And I think that that's where a lot of people kind of mess up because they're not thinking about the intent and the volume at the same time, like low intent and high volume. Awesome. You know, high volume, low intent can be awesome if you know how to move people through the funnel, but like high volume, bad intent, or like just ridiculous intent, free stickers. It's useless for your brand almost outside of just a a pure money play. Um, And and same thing with like low volume, low intent. Like, it's just like, why would you spend time, money, effort going after that stuff? And so that's usually what people kind of mess up. You know, there's chasing traffic just to chase it. It's like, no, you got to really think through these customers and like, what are they going to, what are they thinking about? What would they Google? Why would they Google that? How close are they to making a buying decision based on what they just, you know, these questions Um, that, so anyway, that's where it's like, you have to think, you have to think about the
1: stuff. (laughs) So like, I've always, you know, heard like you want to get high volume, low competition. And so you're almost like, you're going out as as short tail as you can to where you can, you can hit that um is there so but like really i mean it sounds like if you're going after some of these keywords i know something that i've seen when i've looked into you know researching things is like there might be something that's seen that's like really relevant like i know these are questions people are asking mm-hmm. but it just seems like the volume is super low so um and and you know this from like us like even with laptop empires some of the stuff we do where it's just like low volume at least on google yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like there's probably more volume for some of that stuff on youtube um, but is there like a cutoff where you're like, this is just I'm not even looking at this because it's so low volume? Or is it more like I'm putting this out there because I know it's gonna get the right views? Or yeah, and I yeah, it could be not. Yeah, just I have a general the-
0: I, this is a general rule and we break it all the time. But like if it has less than a thousand searches per month estimated, because all like all those search estimates, you know, search traffic numbers and all that are all estimated. Um it has less than a thousand typically no we don't focus on it unless we've already built out a lot around the the low volume high intent uh keywords and we're like how can we make this even better how can we get the highest quality people like yeah we'll go down the rabbit hole a little bit further you know if something has like 20 searches a month no we're not going after that but like you know i i i tend to be more aggressive on that stuff like i'd rather keep going for quality even if it's really low volume now this is where you get into google versus youtube and other things like sometimes you know depending on how you structure your article if you're you're trying to optimize it for google you can scoop up a lot of those really really low volume low intent keywords with a single article and that should be the goal like you always try to do that but sometimes you don't and sometimes it's like you know sometimes the intent is like yeah i don't want to get too far in the weeds here but like sometimes you might just need to write a different article for those keywords. Like if there's like a really low volume, um, super, like ultra high intent, like that person's going to book a call and buy an $8,000 yeah. product. Like I'll go after that. Uh, especially if we we can't seem to get another related article that also scoops up a lot of those low intent keywords, or I'm sorry, high yeah. intent keywords. Like if we can't seem to get it to rank for that one, like we'll throw a flyer out and like, throw one at like that just a completely separate article that only targets that specific keyword um because you know sometimes like when some people search for something it might mean something totally different um that you know yeah I've, I've, I've seen the... examples
1: of that I can't think one off the top of my head but where it's like you think they're searching for one thing and then you realize like oh they are looking for something totally irrelevant yeah well um what's the what's
0: one of the food deliveries or like Grubhub like if somebody does, it, well, this is a good example. Like if you were to Google Grubhub review, like, is that a person that wants to work for Grubhub searching for that? Or is that a person that's looking, that's trying to order is for Grubhub? Is this a good service? Yeah. Yeah. Is it a good service or is it a good place to work for? And so like, that's that's where you kind of have to start really thinking about like, well, what does the person mean? Right. And a lot of times Google just tells you, like if you if you Google that keyword, the results that bubble up are going to be, sure. you know, it's going to be like Grubhub shop or review or whatever, um, or, you know, things like that are going to be the things that pop up. So then you go, oh, okay, that's the keyword intent for this. So that's what we need to focus on. But a lot of people miss that too. Like they don't even like a lot of like people that are writing content or creating content, like they'll just assume that it means something and they don't look at the search results and go like, what is Google telling us that people want here? Yeah. Cause that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Like Google saying like, this is what we think people want, or this is what we know people um, really mean by this keyword and so they missed that part of it too and so you kind of get into that with the low volume stuff yeah the low volume high intent stuff too it's like you might just need to, to really think about like is this person do, do they mean something a little bit different you know is there just like a shade of difference between this and other things that we already rank for does this deserve its own article um but then that also comes down to how much is the the thing that you're selling to those people like if you're booking people on a call and you know, for an eight thousand dollar product, then it's worth it to go after that. If you're selling them a survey that you might get three dollars a month from, then it's not right, you know. And so those are all the, the kind of considerations that go into this stuff. But um, you know, I think going back to your your kind of like everybody says go after high volume and like short keywords, that's
1: totally cool. But you also have for to have- high volume low competition. Yeah, Which, like, everybody only, knows that it's like common sense. I would think, but like yeah. everybody's trying to do that. That's
0: yeah, and that's fine to go after, but like, don't expect to make a lot of money from it unless you have all of your down funnel marketing mm-hmm. fleshed out. Like you're gathering SMS, you're, you're gathering text messages, you're pulling people in um, via email, right? And then you're yeah. nurturing those people, and then like like the email part of it, we didn't we didn't even talk about this before. It's like you know, there's, you know, getting a bunch of high intent volume, creating lookalike audiences on Facebook. But like, if you're pulling people in from those like high volume keywords, you're going to probably have to, you're you're going to have to nurture those people for a long time. And then you can eventually through automations and segmentation, like you get people that become buyers and then you can start taking those people. And then you add that to your Facebook ad strategy where you're just uploading CSVs of like, those specific emails that have done really well yeah. and are super high intent, and so you're building it that, that way. But like, if you're going to go after that top level stuff that's high volume, like, you, and you want to make a lot of money from it, like you've really got to build out all of the email marketing and all of the follow up marketing, and then like retar- retargeting ads come into that. And like, so it's it becomes an an environment. Yeah, I don't know if we're Which going you, nil- we you expect- need You need to <laughs> build the
1: environment anyway, but you need a place to start. I think I have a couple of things from this that. You know i've thought about from you know conversations I, I see happening and like so like for example like one of the things that, that i see a lot on TikTok right now is the niche versus like you have to topically niche versus you are the niche right like being mm-hmm. the personality versus like the topic and like i really think the best creators i've seen on youtube and other platforms they do both Right. I think so too. Like I, I talked to a YouTube creator this morning. Um, I, I had a call with her, and I thought one of the things that she did great was she taught about YouTube, mm-hmm. but you got to know her in the content, you got to know her personality. It, it was almost like she was not a um like a vlogger, but there was just like this lifestyle element to how she put her content together, like you felt she was the niche but she was talking about something very specific and like i feel like that's probably the best way to go but the the thing that goes with that is like categorization right mm-hmm. like you know and that's kind of to me when i look at that conversation the battle and nobody like a lot of people don't know what tiktok is like they're trying to figure out like no you need to be They need to categorize you as this is what you are and this is what you talk about. So they know who to show your content to versus like, no, they like you so you can talk about whatever. So I'm curious, like from your experience with blogs and stuff, I know Google categorizes. Should you, if you're starting out, like try to really go like this is my category or is it better to go? This is like the big picture and maybe there are these kind of you know these topics that i can speak on that these people might be interested in but maybe they're not they're more loosely connected so like for example like i'll just like kind of use me for example like i could talk to if i'm talking to a coach and i want them to eventually hire me for you know hire my agency like i can talk to them about growing on tiktok to get traffic i can talk to them about developing their offer their product i can talk to them about monetizing their traffic or like the strategy of turning their follower into a sale and like all of that real like that sales pipeline management stuff that i spent so much time with my clients on so you know is it you know but that's something i've thought about i see people debating there's no like clear answer you might not have a clear answer but it's like Okay, if I'm talking about TikTok, but I'm talking about courses, like they're a course creator is interested in, probably interested in both, Mm -hmm. but can you talk about multiple things or do you need to talk about a thing? Um, Mm -hmm. And like you were a personal finance blog and you found your space talking about making money, but you talked about a lot of stuff. So I'm just like curious if you're starting out, do you try to just put out all the things or do you try to be a little more focused from day? I guess you discovered your thing I, by being yeah, less focused. So that's Oh, I'm interested in your thoughts on this.
0: Uh, I, uh, so if I, you know, if you're going back and telling, if I'm teaching somebody how to do it, like I didn't take courses or do anything when I started. So I just kind of wandered around for a long time mm-hmm. until I kind of figured out what I wanted. I, don't know if that was good or bad. I feel like I've got a, I've developed a really good strategy now, but if I was like going back and doing it again, like I would pick, I think it's somewhere in the middle kind of with both of the things that you were talking about. Like, I think that you, you don't just go super, super, super broad and just talk about anything because I think that that's hard to keep up with. It's hard to create a brand around that. And it's hard to like focus your efforts in a, in a way that's going to help you win in business. I don't think that so I actually think you know like we focus on making money. So that involves there's a lot of directions that we can go with that but it's not infinite and it's like then we strategically pick okay within making money what can we talk about that makes sense. Um and so then we've, we we pick 3 4 5 categories and then we really flesh those categories out all the way down to those low and low volume high intent keywords so that makes the most sense to me because then you're focused and people come to your brand and they know what you're about but then there's subcategories within that that you can go deeper and deeper down a rabbit hole and some people are going to be super interested in some things some people aren't going to be interested in those things but they're all pretty closely related so you're going to get some cross-pollination between your your customers you're going to be able to cross sell a little bit but ultimately like your people know what they're coming to your site for uh, or your brand for so i think that's kind of the I don't know if it's the best strategy, but I think it's the one that makes the most sense to me if you're trying, because what you can do is you can pigeonhole yourself into such a small niche that yeah. there's no ability to scale. And so like with Millennial Money Man, like I'm trying to create, you know, a very large company and to do that, and this is, I don't want you know, I don't want to get too, uh, too advanced here, but like we could focus on just making money on Google and make a bunch of money and do really well. But then you start to think about like the overall brand and like where do we take that and like content so like google just becomes like a small piece of the larger mm-hmm. puzzle but when you're just starting out like you know you, you can only really focus on one thing because like you're not hiring a bunch of people so yeah i think it sure. is that like focus on something that is very specific but gives you the ability to maybe create a few products around that topic i like that from a it's not the simplest business model but i like it from a scalability Like, I think that it gives you, you know, you can make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year with something like that. Um, So that's, that's what I think. And I think that makes sense to you from a branding perspective. You know, I I don't think that just going out there and talking about anything and just building the brand solely around you, like that's fine. You know, I guess that's more of like a Logan Paul, you know, like the whole brand is pretty much about him. Right. But then he's got to get into a million different things like what is he selling? He's got to sell crypto stuff. He's got to sell t-shirts. He's got to sell energy drinks. He's got to sell. And you can do that because he's got so much volume, but he just specifically built the brand around him. And that to me is probably a more difficult path from a business standpoint, like actually scaling a business because like, you, now you're focusing on wildly different things. Like right. everything that you do is completely different and you're stretched so thin in so many different places. you have got to hire all these people to manage all the different arms of the business. And you can, you can build like that too. That sounds like a little bit harder of a path than like, you know, focusing in a little bit more, picking something a little more specific and still having yourself in the brand or you're like having good brand, but like being a little bit more focused.
1: It's Did probably an, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it, it, it it's tough, man. Like it is, there's so much, it's so funny. Like, cause I have, I mean, we've created content with laptop Mm -hmm. empires and I've been around it, but I like, I wasn't creating stuff myself. So it's like, I, there's a lot of things like, I'm like, man, I'm kind of in these like beginner shoes again, you know, where it's Mm -hmm. like, you're trying to like make decisions and figure out, but then you have like, so there's so much conflicting advice. And then in a place like TikTok where I'm doing the bulk of my creating right now, some really young people there that are successful and so you yeah. you take everything with like a grain of salt because it's like okay you're 19 <laughs> like yeah. you've figured some things out but like you you know whereas like you You've been around a while now, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just it's interesting. A nice way to call me old, but it's true. But
0: yeah. as I've gotten well, we now.
1: are we are old in the business world, we're like dinosaurs as our the online as our editor world. who's watching this right now will tell everybody. Um, yeah.
0: It's all perspective though. Like I hang out with you know, 45, 55, 70 year old people that are that own their business. Like it's all perspective in yeah. the online business. Yes, we're old. But I think to me, it's actually less of a question of what's the best strategy, but it's more of like what do you want? what do you want? What, like, what is the outcome that you want for your business? If you want to build a personal brand and it's you just being you, and you can just go on and record content, be you and talk about things you like, you can make a good 80, 80 to hundred thousand a year. I think doing that where, you know, you get sponsorships and, you know, you, you don't take it to like the next level, but you live a good life and you, you're just creating content But like, if you're like, I want to build something more focused than that and something that sells this specific product, then I think you have to, your efforts have to be more focused. Um, And then if you're like, I want to build an empire, then that's a totally different set of things that you focus on. So I think that that Mm -hmm. actually, once I decided, I don't know, if I could go back and do it all again, I I would go, here's what I want to, here's specifically what I want to build. I want you know, uh, a media company, you know, that does X amount in revenue per year and looks like this and allows me to have these things in my life. So then, you know, okay, that's what I want to build. Now I got to work backward. How do I build that? And then it's like, okay, well, I need to have, you know, a lot of Google traffic. I need to have X amount of YouTube traffic. Like you, you just, you start kind of just going, going through the process of like, what does it take to get to the end goal? Like that makes a lot more sense to me to to look at it that way um, than like, just should I only focus on content in a specific niche or should I only focus on content about me and that's how I'm going to grow? Like if there's no bigger picture to that, then you're not, it's going to be really difficult to actually go somewhere.
1: Yeah. So this is, I think we can put a pin in this and like, this is a whole other conversation because I think there's a really interesting conversation here about building a brand versus building a personal brand oh yeah we can talk about that i think that there's like there's pros and cons to both and just to like tease it like a personal brand gives you like using your name gives you a lot of flexibility in your interest will change and you'll do different things over time and as long as you're always going to be doing you're always yeah. going to be creating. Then it allows you the ability to move around. I think like Gary yeah. Vee's is like a great example of this. Like the most obvious example of like it's his name and it's wine and then it's social media and then it's like investing and like then it's like productivity and hustle. Like he's he's kind of gone through all these different things. And it's like if you are like I always want to be creating. I always want to be the face. Like this is a great th- great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a brand, a laptop empire's allows us to create something that we can build and we wouldn't have to be part of it forever it's hard it would be hard to go from to pivot off of mike yonda Mm -hmm. you know and and make that not be me right Right. but you can um you know you can do that with like a brand name so Mm -hmm. i think it's uh now sure he's got boehner media and all that like so there's there's ways but um, it's interesting. And I think in some ways the personal brand might be easier to start than the brand brand. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about be, that next time. Man. Let's yeah, talk about I that. Got, so, I got a lot of, fun. cause I'm in the middle of that right
0: now. Like, dude, yeah. Let's talk about am Literally right in the middle of trying to figure you, that out. So. Cause you
1: are the millennial money man, man. man. Yes. Yes. Okay. But cool. uh, yeah. Right. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk about next that. episode. So if you want to hear it, you better subscribe or you might miss it. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. And uh, see yep. you next time. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires Podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast.